This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Today I'm talking to Georgina Robinson from Juniper Studios. Georgina creates bespoke keepsakes, gifts and decor. She has a passion for treasuring the small things in life and she prides herself on sustainability and crafting keepsakes for families to look back on and treasure for generations to come. Georgina and I spoke a lot about her products, her inspiration and as always this is a really useful and interesting episode. So I'd love now to introduce you to Georgina. So hi Georgina, thank you so much for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Can we start by you please give an introduction to yourself, your business and what you create and sell? Yeah, sure. So um, I am Georgina. <laughs> I am a mum of one and my business kind of started really, um, or the, my product business kind of started after having our little girl. Um, but I'm a graphic designer by trade. Um, I used to do... Um, freelance graphic design essentially and then now have moved into a product business so um juniper studio and i started out by doing uh illustrations um but now have branched out into kind of personalized keepsakes um gifts birth announcements um things like that really <laughs> oh that's amazing and i, I haven't actually- i haven't honed my elevator pitch yet can you tell <laughs> you don't need it you, you know what it takes time and it will change as well so it will change and evolve no but that's great and I had to look at your website and I absolutely love the drawings you do from people's photographs I think they're I don't know if drawings is the right word apologies if I use the wrong no, terms now and again <laughs> but um yeah they're really yeah lovely. that's that's what I started with uh really so um after having our little girl sort of six months she was about six months old and I just thought oh I need I need something to kind of get my mind back ticking back into kind of design and I was always just planning to go back to doing freelance design really um I started doing these illustrations they were picked up by not on the high street um and it kind of just went from there really um and then I just got to the point where I realized that I'm not able to scale really that business because it relies on me and my time um completely so um then chose to kind of make the leap and make an investment in some machinery to be able to create more personalized rather than bespoke stuff um so yeah and then that's where that's where I am now really but yeah the illustrations was the start of everything so um portraits house portraits pet portraits anything (laughs) and how did you get picked up by not on the high street how did that come about 
Um, so it was a friend of mine who used to work for them. Um, and she said, oh, you should just, you should just go for it. And um, I kind of dropped them a message and, and they were like, yeah, apply. And then I went through the application process and first time got accepted. And I was like, this was like, in my five-year plan was get on not on the high street so and I did it within about three months so I was freaking out a little bit um and yeah it's it's gone from there really with being in a few of their campaigns so they selected me to be in a mother's uh valentine's campaign last year christmas campaign um and that's when it goes really nuts but (laughs) yeah Oh, that's amazing. And was that with your bespoke illustrations or with the more personalized products? Yeah, so that was when I was just doing the illustrations. Um, And then I'm putting more and more, I've kind of sort of left Not On The High Street really ticking along with the illustrations. Um, Just from a commission perspective, there's a lot less margin in the personalized um, items. So it's quite it, it can be quite tricky um to with the with the amount of commission that they do take on sales um so i've got a few things on there that do quite well on the personalized side of stuff but i have left it a lot with the with the illustrations to be honest on not on the high street yeah i've never sold on not on the high street myself but i've heard that the commission is quite high yeah so I, I, I don't know makes... if I'm allowed to say so I don't know no, but, no, no um... I don't know either so I'm not I'm purposely not asking you because I don't know if you're allowed to say and I would rather not ask not put you in that position but I've heard it's quite high yeah. and I guess it makes sense that if I mean it's not sort of margins as such because you're creating the products yourself but I guess for things that maybe take a little while and don't have a very high price it possibly isn't worth not want to say isn't worth it you know what I mean I guess it might not work as well for you as selling yeah. that same product on your yeah. website or on Instagram exactly I mean so taking into account like the cost of wood and then rising cost of electricity with the machinery and then cost of postage and packaging once you do all that and then I, I would have to put the personalized stuff on not on the high street at a different price point basically um so it's just weighing up whether whether to do that or not and making those decisions or taking a bit of a hit on margin but with the costs of everything at the moment going a bit crazy um it just I just need to review everything constantly and it's it's just a bit exhausting to have them on so many different platforms so I've I've just so my the bulk of my sales come from my Shopify site and I drive them from Instagram um and a little bit of Pinterest when I get the time and PR when I get the time um but yeah so I've just gone on to Etsy as well actually basically just to use their IOSS number to ship abroad um to take a little bit of the admin out of it um so having to update listings and pricing and all these things on all different platforms when it's the business is still just me at the moment so it's just yeah part of it's an admin time issue but yeah part of it's a margins issue yeah I guess that makes sense when you talk about the time and managing listings because obviously the products that you produce take your time as well yeah so it's it's a way up between actually setting time aside like to say actually this is an admin day or this is a marketing day like creating content doing product photography um I do I I, all, I still do most of all of that myself I occasionally outsource photography or I'm very lucky to have some lovely relationships with some fantastic content creators um on Instagram who who I either pay to create content or they create content in return for gifts for their children um so that that can take some time off <laughs> off my plate but yeah it's it and then obviously 
the orders come in and then the more marketing you do the more orders come in and then <laughs> it's a it's a it's a perpetuating cycle but a nice one to have obviously yeah definitely and I'm guessing that the very bespoke orders so the illustrations probably take a fair bit of time I'm not asking you to tell me how long they take but I mean I'm assuming <laughs> they do take um more time than say a personalized product so I guess am I right in thinking that for your personalized products the basis of the product is there and then you're adding the personalization to it yeah absolutely so the bespoke illustrations definitely take longer um and the the time I guess in the personalized stuff is in the initial design process um although it still does take time so some some businesses that produce similar items to myself um will not sand them for example afterwards because they prefer the look of 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 a burnt or they just decide that actually this is how our product's going to be I hand sand every single item just because that's how I want mine to look and that's how I want to present mine um hand pack everything everything's checked everything yeah so it's it's still quite time consuming the personalized stuff but yeah definitely less than the bespoke illustrations and how do you um manage sort of all of the various jobs you have to do in terms of keeping on top of listings and marketing and creating and producing products and packing do you have some sort of schedule for that or is it fitting it in Um, when you can I should I should have a schedule I think um and I did I actually did some um some I had I did some sessions with a coach um last year and um we did speak about sort of setting time aside for things and and stuff like that but um no I've kind of fallen back into bad habits with that but basically my my daughter our daughter is in nursery three days a week um I can't do the making and packing orders with her around. She's two and a half. It's just not, (laughs) I've tried. (laughs) It's not possible. (laughs) Um, So I tend to, in nursery days, I'll have meetings like this one or with with clients because I still do do design work as well Um, and do all the things that I can't do when she's around. And then I tend to do the more admin stuff in the evenings, to be honest. It's it's definitely not a nine to five gig this. <laughs> no, it's a lot to it's a lot to juggle, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of, of parts to think about. Um, if you don't mind going backwards a little bit, I'd love to talk about sort of how you got started creating the illustrations. You mentioned you started illustrating after your daughter was born. And I know like, your background obviously was in graphic design. Yeah. Um, so it'd just be really good to talk about how and why you started with the illustrations and how it sort of grew into a business. Yeah. So um, it was just fun, really. Um, my husband bought me an iPad Pro and an apple pencil for my birthday um and I just started playing around um drawing things for family for friends for ourselves um and just sort of showing people and drawing drawing friends families or whatever and they'd be like you should you should probably sell these like (laughs) give it a go so being from a design and web design background I thought I'll stick a website up and take some photos and put them on Instagram and see what happens. Like the investment wasn't huge for me because I could do it all myself and I was on maternity anyway. So um, it sort of was a bit of an activity to just kind of keep my brain ticking over that I was really loving. Um, So I stuck them out there and yeah, they just kind of started to sell. People started to follow me on Instagram and say that they liked them and (laughs) share them with friends and yeah. And 
it, it just kind of organically went from there really and then like I said not in the high street um came about and um the I think it was Valentine's Day last year that it really went a bit crazy um and because I was in the campaign and that was the point at which I was like I need to change this business because I can't physically draw any more than I have done this month and that peak income is not gonna be enough long term um so that was when I kind of made the decision to move into personalized I was about to ask about that decision so thank you for explaining that and um yeah and I think that definitely makes sense because as you say when you're doing things that rely on your time I guess there's only so many hours you've got you can't double the hours you have in a day or Mm -hmm. a week yeah especially with um limits of childcare as well um that's that's definitely a big player in the decision um but also the fact that with the per- with the personalized products as a designer I can still design those but long term longer term probably hopefully by the end of this year I can have pe- I could have uh, people working for me that can change the name and create the product to my specifications of how I've been doing it with me still doing the initial design um so it doesn't rely completely every single product on me designing making drawing um so yeah much more scalable yeah that does make sense because you're right I think there definitely would be parts of the process you could start to outsource further Mm. along um so can you actually explain that you could um your personalized products a bit for people who obviously because I've I've had to look at your website and I'm hoping everyone listening was going to go and listen to is going to go and look at your website but (laughs) for anyone who hasn't done so yet can you just explain a bit about your personalized products and what they consist of yeah so um most of them um are uh engraved plywood um with different designs um so a lot are around new babies um pregnancy announcements gender announcements birth announcements but then a lot of seasonal stuff as well so um at christmas um personalized santa stop here signs so again engraved onto wood or um cut out of acrylic and stuck onto wood or but just very minimal design um <clears throat> and what else things like um Santa's magic key with the name of the ha- of the child and name of the house and then this Easter I've got personalized Easter baskets um yeah I, I don't know I I need to refine this <laughs> no that's good thank you because I just think it gives people a really great idea of what we're talking about and when you talk about perhaps you know it's something down the line that somebody else could put the name on for example you know you've done all the prep work and then somebody else can actually yeah put the names on for you or whatever it was I think it gets yeah. helps give people an idea of yeah sure of so we have a mean. laser we have a laser engraving machine um and essentially it's essentially printing onto wood but using laser instead of ink <laughs> um so it burns into the wood um or it can cut acrylic it can engrave acrylic um but to be honest I try and keep it with wood just because it's more um it's a more sustainable renewable um renewable material although when I do use acrylic I use a company called Greencast um and their acrylic is made completely of 100% recycled materials so um it's better (laughs) but yeah 
Thank you. And since we've just touched on sustainability, I'd love if you could also talk to us a bit about your sustainability policy, because when I um, read through it, it seems to me that you've put so much thought into that. I think it'd be really nice if you could just share how you came up with it and, and what it means for your business. Yeah, I think policy is a bit too much of a grown up word um, yeah. <laughs> for, for whatever anything in my business at the moment, to be honest. Um, but yeah, for sure, it's just, I think the essence of it is just thoughtfulness um, and intention. <clears throat> so making sure at, at the basic at the basic level, it's trying to source sup- uh, raw materials sustainably. Um, so all the wood we use is FSC certified and sustainably sourced. Um, all packaging is plastic free. Um, and recyclable and hopefully made from where possible made from recycled materials as well Um, and it's it's hard sometimes with suppliers where you have to buy something from them because it's specialist and it will come in plastic or it will contain plastic or it will contain something that's not recyclable or compostable Um, and that's why I took the decision to actually plant a tree for every item in every order um to hopefully offset some of that um yeah some of that uh, environmental impact that my business inevitably has so even just down to shipping like it, it, it it's fuel it's yeah there's there's an environmental impact of that um and the other side of it is just being intentional with my design so not putting years on things so things can be reused in years to come um not making something so on trend (laughs) that it will be obsolete in three months or a year or two years it's something that a family can keep and cherish and if not if it comes to the point where that the kid doesn't believe in Santa anymore or something um and they don't need it they pop it in a memory box or they can recycle it so it's not going to leave a lasting impact on the planet um so yeah it's just about intention and thoughtfulness is the crux of it to be honest I think that's great and I think you're right as well that there are things you obviously can control and then there are the things you can't control and I was really intrigued about you planting a a tree for every order because I guess that kind of offsets some of what you can't control how are you I mean I'm assuming you're not physically planting trees yourself how are you actually managing that no so my um yeah no my garden is not full of trees um (laughs) (laughs) um so there are a number of platforms actually you can use and if you have a Shopify site I don't know about others but if you have a Shopify site you can integrate with a number of different platforms I use tree nation ecology or another one um where actually your order is fed through and a tree is automatically planted and you can go through and see where it's been planted. Um, there's pictures of where it's been planted. You can comment on it. You can, and it keeps basically your forest, <laughs> but it's obviously not one forest. But um, and you can, as a as a customer, they can go and comment on it. And yeah, it's 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 a nice thing for the customer to see. But that's not the point of it for me. It's not a it's not a sales spiel. Um, I don't. I don't actually I don't think I even advertise the fact that I do it that much um it's just it's for me to be honest <laughs> yeah and I think but that makes it I think even more authentic and you're right I mean I only found it because I found it somewhere on your website but obviously I was 
trawling and you know you were sniffing yeah yeah. (laughs) um but you're right it was definitely wasn't front and center it wasn't on the home page I didn't it wasn't I didn't just see come across it you know I was having a good look I think that's amazing um I'm yeah I had no idea that was a Shopify integration I'm actually like I I, I'm a big fan of Shopify I think it's brilliant for e-commerce and it sounds like some of the integrations are just getting better and better really because I guess that's something that a few years ago had you wanted to plant a tree for every order let's say that's something that actually could have been quite a lot more admin for you and potentially because it sounds like you've got loads on your plate it could have been sort of a reason not to do it because it could yeah have been quite a lot of work but it sounds like they make it so easy which is yeah I'm, I'm really impressed actually by that yeah and I think there's a lot more platforms than the two I've mentioned um and they just are an app or an integration <coughs> or something um, with Shopify. So you should just be able to, yeah, pull your order straight through into them and it automatically does it. So um, yeah, there's no excuse not to. <laughs> See, I, I know I'm easy. I think I am easily impressed, but yeah, that is most, one of the most in- interesting things I've heard this whole week. I think that's, re- <laughs> I think that's really, really good. And it's all right. Um, there's still time. It's only Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I just love that because I love anything that makes things simple and yeah I'm I'm really yeah I'm really impressed by that you can probably tell um I'll try and find a link for that actually that I can put into the show notes if there's anyone else selling on Shopify that thinks so I'd quite like to do that then people can go and look into it and I'm assuming um and this is an assumption because I don't know I only just found out this existed but I'm assuming there are probably other integrations if people I don't know want to take plastic out of the ocean rather than plant a tree that kind of thing I'm imagining there are other integrations that I'm sure there are yeah I haven't looked into um others but there's I mean with Shopify there's an app for everything (laughs) yes there's definitely yeah there definitely is so I think anyone who's interested I'd definitely encourage to go and look at what the options are out there because I'm 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 sure there will be there will be lots because I, I mean lots of more businesses are thinking about ways of becoming more sustainable and giving back yeah. so I think it's so then uh, on that topic I think <laughs> I think the main thing for me is there's a lot more that you need to do before you just go and install an app um to plant a tree or to do whatever like um if you're putting it in your Instagram bio um you probably need to take more steps before you do that like it's not a sales tool it should just be something that you're doing that's authentic to your business and your values like stop the plastic non-plastic packaging doesn't cost exponentially more than plastic packaging um and so many businesses still use plastic and things like there's there's just there's a lot more steps than just sticking an app on and letting people know that you plant a tree do you know what I mean yeah oh absolutely I I guess I was almost coming at it from the other way which is I was thinking that you don't even have to necessarily tell people you're doing it if it's something you feel you want to do so when I was selling products I'm not anymore I used to use recyclable packaging so my Mm. own boxes were recycled were from recycled paper and they were recycled obviously because they were cardboard yeah and then the packaging I sent things out to people in looked like plastic but wasn't I think it was cane or something yeah there's Um, lots of different options aren't there yeah but I never actually spoke about that I realized in hindsight it was just something I did but it wasn't kind of it was something I did because I I believed in it but I also didn't feel it was something that was a core part of my business that I was talking about yeah that makes sense so I think you're right I think that um and because I mean I think there are lots of us who do things like this in our who do who help out in little ways in our personal life or for our business so I think I guess it's up to people to think about what they want to do and how they want to do it and if they want to talk about it and if so how 
they want to talk about absolutely it. yeah um yeah I agree <laughs> because I obviously I, have a I obviously have it on my site that it's sustainable and things like that that's essentially it if it if it helps sell things wonderful but that's not the reason behind it um and is actually hopefully to make my customers think of us themselves as well yeah and actually I'm 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 actually starting to feel like it then we may come to a point where doing a bit our bit for the planet as business owners isn't necessarily a marketing or a sales tool because it will mm-hmm. just be expected it would just be what everyone I'd like to think that we get to the point where actually it's kind of a given that you wouldn't use unnecessary plastic or you would give back in some way I feel like yeah. it's moving more in that direction more and more businesses that I look at are doing their bit in different ways and some are talking about it very openly and some you don't find out until you look into them mm. I think that I do wonder if it is going to get to the point where actually it's it's just what businesses do. it's just it's what just, happens yeah. yeah and that's that's what it should be so like actually an example is I was I saw um someone I worked with previously a photographer post some pictures of so, um some products from a brand that she'd been sent to f- photograph and each of them was in a plastic wallet and I was thinking you're like there's just no need for it like you could probably even actually save yourself money by not having each product packaged in plastic as well so it's not even a fact of um oh it's just not I can't afford to do it or it's yeah and I think I hope that people are being more conscious of that so they'll, they might see that and think actually I'm not going to buy that because I could buy it from here when it's not in plastic and especially with items for my for for my daughter and for your kids like you want to choose for that item to be here when they're an adult they don't you don't want it to force it upon you like yeah I don't know if I'm not explaining that very well but considering the environmental impact of things we buy for our children is considering our children's future yeah I know exactly what you mean when um I liked when you were talking about your products and about how you were saying they're not too timely or trendy um because I think that is a big thing nowadays so when I was selling my own brand of baby products my products were deliberately designed to last and Mm. to not be too um to not have very they were they were they have a little bit of branding but sort of so like for example one product I sold were bamboo bowls and the there was like a logo on the bottom of the bowl and the, the whole rest of it just looked like a beautiful bowl because I mean I still use them in my home now my kids are growing up but we as adults use them because they're big and you can eat the cereal out of them they just feel nice they look nice I like I like bamboo and that was kind of the idea to not create a range of plastic children's plates and bowls because I mean we had all of that um but my children now have grown out of those and we, we were given them and we did have you know we did have these Ikea ones and now it's just like well what do I do with these because you know my kids my kids have outgrown them but they're and they're actually not usable and of course you can pass them on but um I much prefer the thought of products that have a bit of longevity yeah I mean obviously children are going to outgrow some things but I think there are definitely certain items like gift items or home items that you kind of want to be able to have for years and yeah date so much or even if it is something that they grow out of something it's something that you would want to keep and just say actually I'm going to pop this aside because when you're 30 you're going to want to look at that and or so for example 
milestone plaques or things like that obviously they have a finite time so if if you use it when a baby is three months to take a photo but also you pop them in a memory box and maybe they might want to use it with their kids or you pass it to a family member to use with their baby and then you've got pictures of all your babies with the same thing and you can compare sizes and look back on photos and and pick out the thing and that's actually a tangible thing that your mum that might not might no longer be with you gave to you and it's just the the essence of that kind of thing is my mum was big into memory boxes or is big into memory boxes and we've got boxes of stuff that I love leafing through and thinking oh look at that like newsletter I wrote when I was in school and I just love the idea of someone keeping something and passing it down and reusing it and yeah that is lovely and I agree I think that's I'm really big into memory boxes as well and yeah I think my kids probably now just think why is she hoarding all these birthday cards or like yeah I had the little like I am one little yeah plaque and things they probably think I'm nuts and my husband certainly isn't keen on me taking <laughs> up all the space but one day they will love looking through those I'm convinced of it they'll be so pleased that I kept all of it because exactly. I don't have that much that my mum kept when I was young and I you know have bits and pieces but you know there are certain things you look back with fondness and you think oh, it would be really lovely to have that because you know your own children would like it or to use in your own family your own home. yeah I think it's I think it's lovely and I think as you say the gifts you're creating because I'm assuming most of them probably are gifting items um, yeah they're just yeah they are nice keepsakes yeah I think I always like like you said I always used to look at my mum and like why are you putting my 25 meter swimming badge in a box like but now as a 30 year old I'm like oh actually that's actually really nice so yeah it's yeah keepsakes is is my vibe and 100 percent I'm passionate about that and keeping and passing on and I mean as a parent you inevitably end up with your house full of plastic stuff um because either people give it to you or you buy it because you hope it might give you five minutes peace um but that doesn't have to be the end of it like there's loads of um Facebook sites around here that you can put stuff on and pass down to to people with younger babies or kids in the area and uh, I think there's loads of different new ways always coming up of of ways to reuse things that aren't necessarily staying in your family either yeah absolutely I, I'm a big fan of that as well like I don't nothing in this house really goes in the bin you know because I think there'll yeah. always be someone who will need that very thing that you don't need anymore mm. um and yeah because I'm I, sometimes I look at the amount of plastic toys and things and just think oh gosh but you know they're, they're eventually when my children finish with them I know someone else's children will enjoy them whether that's yeah. in a home or in a nursery or wherever you know yeah exactly it's very yeah. different to um very very different to basically just wrapping something in plastic to be thrown away like two very different types of plastic which um hopefully one day we'll be gone and we'll all play with wooden toys but I don't think that's achievable anytime soon so I don't although I do hope we get to the point where not all toys come wrapped in plastic with lots of plastic ties that takes you know all this unnecessary you know all this unnecessary wrapping something up in plastic ties to a piece of cardboard that then you can't recycle because it's covered in tape and yeah I'm hoping that we start moving I don't think plastic toys are going away I don't know we're getting a little bit off topic but I do yeah we are I do hope the big the bigger companies sort of also start looking at being a bit more sustainable in how they package 
their products because I do think like it's small businesses that are leading the way when I shop on Etsy which I do a lot because I want to support small businesses I would say 99% of things come in recyclable packaging and very minimal packaging yeah as well um which is amazing but that yet you sometimes buy from a larger website and it almost inevitably comes in a plastic bag for example yeah and there's no need for it especially on bigger businesses if small businesses can do it big businesses can do it yeah this is one of my um one of my bugbears at the moment is a I won't actually I don't want to name the retailer but there's a retailer (laughs) who if you buy clothes on they come on a coat hanger wrapped in see-through plastic I don't know what you call that inside another plastic bag and you and like that coat hanger I mean you know there's only so many coat hangers you need and the plastic sort of wrapping it up to then put it in another plastic thing yeah I yeah I find this really frustrating but yeah and most of the time these companies are companies that say they've got a, a plan of action to um yeah reduce their environmental um impact but <laughs> yeah. still not no and it does seem mostly to be small businesses leading the way which I think can, is a good thing yeah exactly I have one final question for you if that's okay Georgina which is what would your number one piece of advice be for other product creators um that's a really tough one and I should have thought about it more before (laughs) before coming on this with you but um I think it would just be to make sure you're still having fun with it um make sure you're enjoying it because I think that really does come across in especially as a small business when it tends to be one person or a few people doing everything if you're not passionate about it and enjoying it and doing it for the right reasons your content and marketing and and reason isn't going to resonate with a customer um but also it's got to be about your quality of life as well like there's very few people that will choose to work um if they didn't need to but actually I don't know it's not I'm not making sense am I making sense you are making sense I think you're right because I think you need to enjoy it because um otherwise it's a job and I guess that a lot of us if we didn't want to be doing what we were doing would go and get a job Mm. um so you have that I I agree you have to you have to want to do it because running a business isn't easy and you know you have to put in hours maybe you know work more hours maybe you'd like to and uh, you know the income might not always be where you want it to be so I think you do have to have that reason to keep going um because it's hard and I think if you're not enjoying it then it's much harder to keep going when you have those hard days or weeks or months even yeah 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 I think that's what I'm getting at basically and just keep checking in with yourself and make sure that you are because it's really stressful and it's really hard work and the hours are actually way longer than if you're working for someone else. But obviously there's the huge perks of working for yourself and running your own business as well. Um, But yeah, I think my biggest thing is just keep checking in with yourself and making sure you're still doing it for the right reasons and for you and your family. Um, I guess it's not really a tip on how to get your product out there and sell it, but um, Ultimately, I think it actually is because I think it does come through in small businesses as a whole when someone is genuinely enjoying and loving what they do. I think so, too, because you're I completely agree with you that if you are not enjoying it, then so I think I think this especially comes across on social media, because Mm. if you're finding it 
struggle, you know, to post about what you're doing and what products you've got because you you know you're not enjoying it or you're not excited about what you're creating for example I think that's very different to you know I I, I like watching reels people who like create things it seems to be creative people do really good reels and you can see that you know they're really loving what they're doing and they're enjoying the process and that can really when that comes across it gives a different vibe doesn't it to yeah um when it feels more like marketing and by the way I do think I personally I do find marketing a bit of a chore it's not one of my favorite things yeah um, so I'm not I'm not knocking anyone who finds it hard because I actually it's probably the thing I find the hardest is actually marketing. I find it hard too yeah I but find what, I definitely find it hard um I think I, it's not about finding the marketing specifically easier like uh, fun but just being being in your business for the right reason will make everything easier <laughs> yeah I guess what I'm trying to get at is, is I think that if you if, if you enjoy what you're doing and you enjoy what you're creating and you love you know you love your products it does make that marketing even if even it might not make it easier but it will feel slightly easier yeah exactly. if that's, I think that's what I'm trying to get at yeah I'm not articulating anything very well this morning but that's what I think I'm trying to get at even if it's not Sorry. easy everything I think everything is fair to say that we're probably both agreed that everything's harder if you're not enjoying it yeah. and I also would say that just because you're not enjoying it also doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't be doing it, it might no, just no. Mean you need to yeah. be thinking about ways to make your life easier um yeah you know because I think it's very easy one thing I think that's quite common with small businesses is just just get burnt out because you're doing too much and I think that can be a good everything take a step back (laughs) yeah a hundred percent yeah and I think back to the marketing stuff like when I get tagged in a photo and see my product like being held but like being used to announce a newborn baby or being put in someone's nursery that they've lovingly created for their child I think that just if something like that gives you the buzz then it's right yeah absolutely because I think that yeah I think it's really exciting seeing someone using something that you created it's just lovely yes and I think it's good and I can tell you're both still really excited about what you're doing yeah (laughs) I just feel I just feel really lucky to be able to do it to be honest yeah, because I guess as we, we, we've been talking a lot about how running your own business is hard and it is, but there are definitely upsides as well, particularly I think if you've got a family. Well, from my personal experience, um, running my own business works well with having a family. That's not to say that I want to be working evenings and things like that, but no. on the other side, being able to sort of take your children to school and pick them up and yeah, that sort yeah. of things to me. And say, actually, my daughter's in a show on Tuesday at 11. I'm going to go to it and just just little things like that um my parents run their own business as we were growing up they they still do and it's just I think stuff like that is what I always knew that I needed to get to when I had a family but yeah I used to work in big corporates and that was not my uh not my jam at all me neither actually (laughs) no I'm not a corporate person at all (laughs) well thank you so much for everything you've shared today Georgina Thanks very much for having me. It's been really lovely to chat to you. 
Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, please do leave me a review. That really helps other people to find this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and do tell your friends about it too if you think that they also might enjoy it. You can find me at vickyweinberg.com. There you'll find links to all of my social channels. You'll find lots more information, all of the past podcast episodes and lots of free resources too. So again, that's vickyweinberg.com. Take care, have a good week and see you next time. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.